another episode of From the Stands Podcast. I'm JC, joined in by Clint and Jacob. Like always, week five, almost halfway done with college football, which seems kind of crazy. I feel like we just started. Um, Jacob, good win, uh, good weekend for you guys. Clemson takes a dub over Syracuse, and um, we'll get into that game. But how was your weekend besides that? It was good, man. Did a little bit of traveling, went down to Myrtle Beach and stuff, and um, got to watch some football as well. So always a good weekend. Yep, Clemson gets a, gets one more in the win column. We needed that for sure. So it was a good weekend. How about yourself? Hey, uh, weekend was good, man. Went to a little music fest, got to hear some live music, and still able to catch a couple of the games I needed to. So, Clint, I'm glad you're here, man. Glad you survived the weekend as well. Good to have you back. Survive is the appropriate term too. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get into the the nitty gritty <laughs> about it, but yeah, uh, let's put it this way: I'm, it's only water, water. This episode, boys. <laughs> yeah. Hey, appreciate it. Sometimes you just gotta get on the grind. You gotta just suffer through it. <laughs> so you're on the other side of it. Made it out. Well, let's get right into it. Let's start off with Friday's game. Top twenty five matchups. We're gonna run right through Utah and Oregon State. I talked pretty heavy that I was pretty surprised on the spread coming into this game, that it was leaning Oregon State's way. Obviously, I was I was proved wrong with Oregon State getting the win there. Um, I didn't get to watch any of this game. Kind of a, a later kickoff on Friday. I, I think we were all kind of busy on that. But anything that stuck out to you guys as far as that? I know uh, Cam Rising, again, did not play. So it was Nate Johnson that took the bulk of the snaps. I think Barnes might have had a couple pass attempts as well. Um, but Jacob, did you see anything about that game or anything that stuck out to you before we move on? I mean, I think we saw the Oregon State, they exposed Utah for the first time. I mean, we've just kind of been on Utah, just, you know, just like we can't figure them out. They're such a well-coached team. It seems like no matter who they got back there, it's not necessarily pretty, but they somehow come out with a win, whereas Oregon State finally kind of exposed them. So that that was the main thing I saw. Um, DJ played all right, nothing nothing crazy, but um, 21-7 is not, not a crazy impressive win, but um, – we just saw Utah kind of get exposed. They they really need Cam Rising back. Yeah, it does appear that way now. I know I've been pretty heavy on the hey, it doesn't matter who's playing. They're you know at quarterback right now. Their defense is playing good enough. But Oregon State, like, because if you look at the stats, why like they're not doing a they're running the ball a lot. But like DJ's not necessarily like, beating you with his arm per se. But they're grinding out wins. Um, right. which hey, I mean that's what you got to do sometimes. I will say, um, Clint, let me know how you feel about this. I saw that they stormed the field after. And this is this is not Oregon State specific. It, it seems to be happening a lot more. It just happens to be the first one we talked about. But they're a top twenty ranked team to beat a top ten team, and it's Utah. They storm the field. Does it, does it feel like we're storming the field like all the time now? Like what I, are we, I'm so what glad are we you doing? said that because I was going to say the exact same thing. Like, and we Colorado stormed the field when they beat CSU, Colorado State. Well, who is that's storming, what I'm saying? Like, who's storming the field for? And and not like you said, not singling any one team out. It's just like uh, like. What's what's off limits now? Like are you just storming the field for every win. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, I thought it was all only reserved. Like e- even Ole Miss and LSU. Like it's not like LSU was top five, right? And it's like Ole Miss is a good team. Now, granted, maybe is that one different because of the way it happened? Like to me, it was always reserved for like huge, huge upsets. Like not expected to win. Like yeah, yeah. Not like because it's crazy a underdog team. teams. Yeah, that's at least that's how I thought it would be. I don't know. Like last year when Carolina beat Tennessee, obviously they got their revenge this year. But that year was a massive upset, and we stormed the field. That's kind of how I just feel like that's that's kind of yeah. Where I mean, a top five team, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like if like if that's we would, like if we would have been ranked twentieth, 
or let, let's say they like yeah we would have been ranked 20th last year and they're ranked five maybe still but like a 20 and 10 or 20 i don't know well, that's what i was gonna say <laughs> is like this was a top 10 team they beat i mean that's still i get what y'all are saying i i'm more or less on your side too but <clears throat> this is college football too like let the kids be kids in a way well, no, it was that, a that's what i'm asking team, but, I'm, i might be out yeah. of touch on this one because it is a 10th ranked team i like i said it just happened to be the first game that we're talking about and the first highlight is them storming the field so it just it made me think of that I don't, i'm not really singling out yeah, oregon yeah. state you know i know from my past <laughs> comments you may assume that. that that was not my intention just simply wanted that yeah i mean I, I don't care what they do it's not, you know whatever if you want to go right, get right. tackled by security that's all that's on you homie but uh the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the can't arrest them all i think too it's because it was a utah like if it was a 10th ranked like alabama I, I think that would have That's, felt bigger when it's right. tall. And I don't like to, I don't want to sound like I'm, I don't even know how to phrase it. Like I'm going back on. So in the preview, I was like, Utah, I'm just going to start believing in them. And of course, the moment I do that, they, they get, you know, beat pretty bad by an Oregon State team, which I mean, they're good, but they're not like a dominating team. Uh, so I was like, figures, like the moment I'm like, jump on their bandwagon, they screw me. What? I, I don't understand where, because this is, I thought we were kind of on a consensus, consensus with this, where this was the best defense Oregon State would have faced to this point, and it didn't really seem to matter much. Uh, was this their lowest, I mean, I think this is their lowest like output as far as points go. Yeah, they scored 26 against San Diego State, but they put okay, up so 21 is their lowest. Yeah. So that, I would say still the best defense they've played up until this point. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just I, think I they would score I, that much. Yeah, I was surprised. Just because, I, I mean, right. I don't know. I guess I was just wrong. Although I should have just stuck with my gut. And, like, Utah's definitely not the 10th ranked team, and they're not now, obviously. But um, <clears throat> Nate Johnson, 8 for 23, 101 yards. It's not, it's not great. Not going to do it. I think they only had like 50-something. Let me look. 50, yeah. For a team, Utah had 57 yards rushing. I mean, that's just, they had a rough day. Yeah, not ideal. Not <laughs> ideal. Well, speaking of quarterbacks throwing for, well, actually less than 100 yards. So moving on to Georgia and Auburn. Um, look, I, you know, a pretty, pretty tough game there. Um, I thought we were maybe going into, going to go into overtime there at the end. Georgia taking on Auburn, squeaked out of there. Uh, Peyton Thorne for Auburn. I think he threw for like 82 yards, ran for another 92. Um, but they definitely made it a game. Like we talked about, I think that being their first road test, um, Georgia having some young guys, especially Carson Beck that had never started on the road, let alone in an SEC environment like that versus their rival. Um, I I thought for a second there, Georgia was maybe going to get upset. Um, did you get to watch some of that game, Clint? Um, and did, were you were surprised at all at how that turned out? No, not really, just because that's kind of been the narrative for the year so far for Georgia. I don't know what it is. Every single game, they start off so slow. Um, right. Auburn, I, I know the score is kind of close there, 27-20. But really, Auburn, like I think they had Georgia gave, had two turnovers that put Auburn in a really good field position to score. So it wasn't like Auburn was just like running up and down the field on them offensively. Yeah, I don't know why Georgia does I Maybe it's just because... I, they, we talk about you know Carson Beck being a freshman QB and he's still young and learning and we, we 
you know, I mentioned the whole fighter, fighter pilot, bus driver type QBs. This, this is more of a bus driver type QB. He's, he's he'll get you there eventually. Like it, it may not be the flashiest thing in the world, but um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, Georgia's still doing Georgia things, still winning. I'm, it's a good win. It's a tough place to play. I, I think people underestimate yeah. that a lot when you when you go to these uh, on the roads, these stadiums that can get really route, uh, loud and rowdy. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. I It's going to be interesting. Do y'all think – I don't know, man. Are they still number one? Like, they're probably the, I think the AP poll did come out and they're still number one. But in y'all's eyes, are they're just still sit there at number one. Yeah, I they, I think they would have to be still number one. I mean, going too often, like you said, it's a very tough place to play. Um, wasn't pretty, but you still pull it out. You, you got to put them at one for now because teams like Washington struggle. Teams like USC struggled this week a little bit. Um, they did struggle offensively, but it was still a tight game. So, like, the, Georgia did the equivalent of that going to Auburn. Um, JC, I'll let you speak on that, but before I get to a stat I want to share. No, I just I just wanted to I wanted to ask you about that, Jacob, because we touched on the last episode and you brought that point, which I thought was a good point, was do we keep Georgia at number one if they struggle versus Auburn? And, you know, w- whether struggle is the right word or not, they they won a seven point game. Um, and I think to, you may you I think you defended it in a good way just now saying, well, the other teams behind no one else really like crazy mm-hmm. impressed behind them, maybe besides Michigan <clears> taking on the Michigan Nebraska, did, but they had struggled win. before that. Right, right, right. So I, I'm with you. I, I think I'm. I still feel the same as I did last week, which was I think they're still number one up until proven otherwise. I do just want to make a, a point um, for all the the shortcomings, which might not be fair to Carson Beck and how young he is. But I tell you what, when the game is on the line, the kid's smart. Throw it to Brock yeah. Bowers. Throw it to Brock Bowers. <laughs> yeah. And when everyone knows you're going to Brock Bowers, still throw it throw to Brock Bowers. Anyway. And they're still getting down the field. <laughs> And scoring touchdowns. So I do applaud that. I mean, everyone in the stadium, everyone in the world knows where the ball is going to. They still found a way to get on the ball. So props to them for making that happen. Such a cheat code, dude. It is. Seriously. It is. Um, I want y'all to guess uh, Carson Beck's the least amount of yards he's thrown in five games this year. The least? The least amount? The least amount, yep. Uh, like probably well, we said he struggled, right? Well, that's that's why no. I say every 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 time I say the word we struggled versus Auburn, it's like grain of salt, right? Like struggled for probably no, the expectations like, for the last the two season, years. Throughout the season, he right. himself has struggled. Oh, he bit. probably has only. I bet you he's only thrown under three hundred yards like once. I'd say like two seventy five, probably. He's actually thrown under three hundred three times, but okay. his lowest is two sixty nine. I, I was looking at his you know stats so far this year. This is what I was bringing up. He hasn't like especially for a freshman. Like he hasn't really struggled that bad. Um, he's thrown for 313, 338, three hundred thirteen, three thirty eight, three or two sixty nine, two eighty three, and two ninety four. Like you would think, like a freshman quarterback that come in there and be kind of struggling would be, you know, you'd have like a DJ game in there, or something like that. You'd have like a hundred and twelve kind of yard game here or there. Um, I mean, he's thrown two picks so far, but I, I genuinely think I know I know they've kind of had a soft schedule with three out of the five teams being you know not great teams, um, but like. You have to kind of put a little bit more respect on his name, I would say, after after doing this consistently. Consistently, like Clint, you said, he is still kind of a game manager. Manager, you know, up until the end, like you said, throw it up to Brock Bowers and you'll be fine. <laughs> and maybe he needs to target Brock Bowers more. I don't know how many target what the target share is for Brock Bowers this year, but um, I, I'm just looking at these stats. I'm like, okay, wow, that's actually not bad. I know he's playing behind a really good line. You know that that certainly helps. But his QBR last game at Auburn was ninety one point three. So I, I personally just think we need to put a little bit more respect on his name. But um, real quick, and 
I was going to correct you and say, I don't think he's a freshman. I think he's a sophomore. Uh, no, he sat behind Stetson one year. Um, I'm also very wrong. He enrolled. He's a junior. Yeah. He enrolled at Georgia in January of 2020. So. Wait, 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 wait. He had been <laughs> he's three and a half long. years? Did he? He's a junior is what it says. Yeah. So he enrolled there and just has sat behind Stetson in 2021 and 2022. I think I called him a freshman was, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah, know why no, I you said did, that. You, no, you, you called him a freshman and then I said either and because then I, well, it's because I'm it's, like, well, yeah, I, I've never seen him. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, no, that's why I was about to, I was about to just tell you guys, hey, I think he's a sophomore. Maybe he got redshirted because I know this is his first year. Mm. So I'm, that's why the freshman I'm good with because I'm like, well, he's first year young guy starter. And I just had to look it up real quick and I was like, holy crap. I didn't realize he had actually been there since. 2020 yeah. so um mm. he's had some time now granted it's a new I, I think bobo got there last year so he's had time to learn the offense but i was but yeah he's he's playing like a freshman like in reality he has maybe taking a handful a handful of snaps in garbage time the last two years so i think i think comparing him to a freshman maybe is fair and unfair depending on how you look at it. i mean he's been in a mm. college football system long enough but, but yeah it's first time actually starting it in a game with you know his team but yeah that's interesting man yeah that's what i'm saying like yeah we say struggle but obviously he's like still putting up the big numbers and it's dude if, if this guy was doing this on any other team most any other team we wouldn't the standard wouldn't be that high it's just he's on georgia right. who just won two national Sorry. championships yeah following stetson bennett who you know was the you know the walk-on guy that kind of like just played out of his mind and was able to lead this team to two you know, national championship. So if he was on another team, I, it's just how, how it works though, man. If, you, if you're the best, if we're putting you at number one, yeah, we're going to be a little more critical. Um, but like, like you said, Jacob, yeah, he's not bad. It's just when you yeah. look around the nation and you're seeing all these like crazy QBs and then the number one team in the nation has a guy like Carson Beck, who kind of just is a, a more of a game manager. I think it does maybe get him a little too much hate. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It does. <laughs> And one thing I will say, too, is other teams, I, I don't have Georgia's schedule right in front of me at the moment, but other teams take note of this. Auburn kind of ran the ball in Georgia's defense, had 219 yards rushing. Um, couldn't throw the ball for shit, only 88 yards. But, I mean, it seems like you can kind of get somewhere on the ground. I don't know if this was a one-time thing. Auburn's got some pretty good uh, running back stuff. But, um, yeah, you can possibly run on this Georgia's defense. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they, they still got guys all in that defense, but yeah, this is not the defensive line that's got you know four or five guys drafted in the in the NFL the last couple of years. So definitely a drop off. But I mean, just like we've been saying the whole time, like uh, we say struggle at a twenty-seven twenty-one over Auburn. I mean, that's a rival. That's a, a a traditional very good team in the SEC. So take it with a grain of salt. Well, let's let's move on uh, to Michigan. Um, at least in my opinion, this could be quick. I mean, forty-five to seven drumming of Nebraska again. Just Nebraska struggling on offense. Like they just can't move the ball. Um, Jeff Sims isn't playing anymore, turnover prone, but now you have a guy that sits back in the pocket more, maybe not as athletic as him. So, yeah, just an absolute drumming. Matt Rule's first year, I give him that. And I'm always about giving coaches like a few years, but God, it just seems so bad there. Like so bad. Like they they just can't move the ball at all, offensive coordinator. But I I don't know if you guys caught any of of that game, but just, just bad all around. No, I, I peeked at the score a couple of times and saw, you know, it playing out exactly as we expected it to play out. They just have no offense. And it's Nebraska has a huge fan base. So, I, like you said, hopefully they give them a few years. But 
man, if they don't start scoring at least some, you know, towards the end of this year and, and next year, uh, those seats are going to start getting hot because these these fans are they're, they're tired of sucking. You know, they 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 did the whole uh, Scott Frost thing, and now now they're now they're on to another head coach and new offensive coordinator, and they can't score anything. So. Yeah, hopefully and then get that turnaround. But uh, until then, I'm just going to keep making money off of uh, them not covering the spread. <laughs> yeah, JC, you kind of nailed it right there. I will say their attendance was well over 100%. They had 87,000 people there. I know it was against the top team in the nation in Michigan, but these fans are loyal. That's one thing you can say. Um, and that, that goes right with what you were saying, Clint. Um, but yeah, I mean, this this was exactly what we expected. Michigan just kind of coming and rolling, so not much more to say than that. I don't know if you guys saw it, but uh, Dave Portnoy at Barstool is selling make like, and he's trying to be positive. Is uh, make Nebraska mediocre again T-shirts, and they're selling like hotcakes. <laughs> so I think that's I think they're just trying to get back there. So Ooh, they're always so smart. Might might be a while. All right, let's move on. Um, I finally found out a few things about uh, Jalen Jalen Daniels, uh, Kansas. Why he didn't play? Um. Because that kind of changed up how we felt about that game. Texas ended up rolling forty to fourteen. Didn't have a big lead. They kind of uh took it there in the fourth quarter and, and actually ma- made the score what it was. So it was a little bit closer heading to the to the end of the game. But apparently he, you know, nothing came out about him not playing up until kind of just when the game started. So my understanding is that it's that back injury that kept him out of the first game. It's still lingering, but just kind of. I guess last minute decide to scratch him. Like I said, there's nothing that I could read or find even leading up to the game or especially when the game started of any article saying he wouldn't play. So that obviously kind of affected how we felt. Uh, Texas went in, I believe, a 16 and a half point favorite. So they, they easily covered that. Um, disappointed by that. Just as a fan, I wanted to see a high scoring offense versus a high scoring offense and see Texas get tested. But look, even with um, the backup quarterback, who's pretty athletic, made some plays, but Texas proved that. You know, at least right now, they're still one of the top five teams in the country. Um, Jacob, how'd you feel about that game? I think you might have been, I don't know if you picked Kansas, like me and, I think me and Clint both picked Texas, or Kansas, I'm sorry, to cover. I don't know if you were on the other side of that or not. No, I, I was right there with you because I thought okay. Jalen Daniels was playing. Um, right, right. And I think I even may have said this in the group chat, like I think Jason Bean, as far as backup quarterbacks go, he's got a lot of playing time, played a lot last year uh, when Daniels got hurt. Like he's been there, done that. Um, so Texas got a decent shot out of Kansas and they still kind of, like I said, it was kind of close until that fourth quarter, but it really was not, um, te- Texas has kind of proven, Hey, we still got that defense too. Um, I know this was in Texas that, that makes a difference, but, uh, I genuinely wish I could have seen Jalen Daniels, you know, because this was their biggest game for the year. I mean, Kansas still has to play Oklahoma, but this was their, their time to shine. So, oh yeah, I mean, Oh, what was me? Kansas is still four and one. Like, wow, like that's still a damn right. good record. Nebraska would love to have that record right now. So yeah. they're I'd still doing that. Right South now. Carolina would love that record. <laughs> Clemson too. I'll take it. So I mean, <laughs> they're still gonna be there. But um, yeah, I wish we'd have seen that. Yeah, I agree. I, I honestly I didn't because of that, you know, once I found out about the injury after the game had started, or I think JC one of y'all texted me about it. I was like, Oh yeah. god, I guess I won't be watching much of that game. And it's going to yeah. be like the what ifs for the rest of the year, especially if they keep, you know, Kansas, uh, if they keep winning, they're going to be like, what if we had him that one game? Uh, so it and, sucks. I mean, that's that. what happened. That's what happened last year. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Yeah. You missed all those games. So, yeah. All right. We're moving on to a, a another team that I would say started off slow, ended up pulling out the end. Penn State Northwestern. Penn State ended up rolling 41 13, but 
Northwestern was definitely hanging in there. I forgot what the halftime score was, but it was definitely it's a lot closer than that. Yeah, so tied at 10. Um, you know, for all the troubles that Northwestern has had in the offseason, now, you know, kind of overshadowed by Michigan State now. But um, to come out and, and tie them 10 at halftime, I'd say is pretty impressive. But Penn State just proves they can grind it out on the ground. And um, uh, Drew Aller definitely made some mistakes. Definitely looked like um, the freshman he is, or I guess the sophomore that he is. He definitely made some mistakes there. But, uh, man, Penn State just... Like, you know they're just rolling, man. They're gonna they're gonna roll for a while up until they get into the kind of the meter there their their schedule. Um, so a twenty eight point wins versus twenty seven and a half. So funny how Vegas gets that right. Kind just crazy. every time that just gets you right in the side, doesn't it? Every mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think kind of similar to the to the Georgia Auburn game. Penn State just made a few few errors, a couple turnovers, put Northwestern in a good spot. Uh, but yeah, for a little bit there, and if, it's it's funny because you know we pick obviously against the spread, so I view these games so much differently now because I was never worried for just from a straight up standpoint. I was like Penn State's going to win a game, but from a spread standpoint, I was like, God dang it! Like why, why? Uh, especially with the week yep. week uh, we all had. Um, yeah, rough. Uh, luckily they pulled out for us uh, at the end there. But um, yeah, I mean, if you can look ugly and still win for forty one to thirteen. Shoot, yeah, hey, take it. Yeah. I I would love to be in that position. <laughs> yeah, golly, <laughs> I hear some like resentment from all these teams. Like, y'all it's, just are up. So it's like we. Yeah, that's all. I think the pain is coming out more now because I think we all like we're doing stuff during the weekend, having a good time, and like very very frustrated last night, and yet a lot of the let, let a lot of the f's fly. But now that we're like you know bringing it back up, I'm I'm getting disappointed and sad <laughs> again. So I was just. Yeah. All the emotions. The old dad, up. like, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed type thing. <laughs> you know, well, worse. So much worse. Yeah. Uh, Jacob, you got any more on that before the next one? Because I, I want to start with you on this next game. No, no, this is pretty much it. I, this shows the re- the resilience and the resolve that Penn State has. This team is for real, for real this year. I genuinely think they they have a chance to to win the Big Ten and, um, and finally get over that hump and be... Um, beat Michigan, beat Ohio State, make it to the playoff. Like, let's see it happen. Yeah, man. The rest of this year, hear them out, man. It's it's gonna be interesting to watch. Um, all right, so let's get right into it. So, number seven, Washington team that we've been high on all year. Um, I think we've blindly been saying, just I don't care. I, I know I said it in the last podcast. I said, give me Washington by seventy and a half. Why did I say that? I don't know. But Jacob, the reason I want to start with you is. We all made our picks and made our point, and you said, "Well, look, like I'm not picking against Washington, but Arizona's. You know, I think they were three and one coming to the game. They, uh, what well, they lose the Mississippi State in overtime, which made me crown South Carolina Pac-12 champs, which now I am rescinding that statement. Um, <laughs> so you kind of let us. You told us, hey, Arizona maybe for real, and you know Washington ends up with a 31-24 win, which is you know." One, their lowest output of the season, I know, without looking at it. Two, their closest margin of victory for the season, I know, without looking at it. So props to you for kind of giving us a warning. Um, I know we still all picked against them, but, um, you know, I think this is good for Washington, uh, you know, that they're all not going to be 50-point games and you're not going to win by 30 every every time. And uh, a little bit of adversity early in the year is not, is not a bad thing. What did you think of uh, Washington and Pennix's performance? Because I kept, dude, I was watching it, man, because it was a 10 o'clock start our time. And I just kept waiting on it, waiting on it, waiting on the blowout to start, waiting on the big plays to start. And Arizona just hung in there the, the whole night. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't want to take credit that I necessarily called it, even though I appreciate the kind words. Um, I, Arizona is a decent team. It, it, the biggest thing to me is like when you get teams like this, like what happened in the NFL today, where it caused football podcast, but Miami Dolphins put up 70 points, then they go to Buffalo and they put up, what is it, 20? Not even? They give up, they like give up 48. They almost, and they you give know. up 48. Like this is football, man. It's just going to eventually, you don't see teams just run through a schedule and just beat everybody, everybody by like 30 points all the time. Um, I just knew that this was kind of a, what did I call it? Did I call it a look ahead game? Because they have Oregon, they have a bye week. They had a, yeah, you said look ahead and then we we're like bye week and you're like, well, maybe, maybe not, but hey, m- maybe. Yeah. And Arizona being, like I said, a, a decent team. Um, but even though good teams, like we just talked about Penn State and all these other teams that they, they still kind of come through in and pull out at the end. Um, Penix still threw for 363 yards. Like yeah, 30 he of had 40. a, down game 30 or 40 he just didn't score a touchdown but he didn't make a mistake either so um that's even in a tough game like this it it still is like a heisman moment to still put up those numbers like he just cannot be stopped um and i guess arizona's defense did a a lot of bend but not break kind of stuff so um that's all that's all i see out of this like washington's just gonna maybe look ahead and and now they get a bye week and then the big game's coming up against oregon oh yeah dude i can't wait for that one Game of the year. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a shout out to Jacob because I was one of the ones like Arizona's not that great. I mean, they're not bad, but they're not great. And you were like, well, not so fast. And you, you were spot on about that. Of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I expect you to wear headgear um, each episode <laughs> from now on. Um, oh, God, that would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I, I'm. this is not even a knock on like Washington. I think so. I watched some of the game, uh, some highlights as well. And it looked like Arizona was just like gonna make sure that Penix didn't beat them on anything deep. Like they were just like playing super safe, nothing deep. And Penix was like, "Fine, I'll just dink and dunk you all the way down the field," which is exactly what happened. He was surgical, was just hitting his guys, taking the checkdowns, which is as a smart quarterback. You know, some of these you know quarterbacks that have huge numbers sometimes they they get a, a little trigger happy and they just want to throw the deep ball all the time into double and triple coverage well Penix was like whatever man we're trying to win football games he took what the defense gave him and they had a pretty solid win because i mean yeah it wasn't the the gigantic spread that we're used to seeing but uh it, it wasn't it wasn't like they were bad uh, they, they still played a really good game and you know did what it took to to beat a, a decent defense uh, with Arizona, so yeah, that was a good one for them. I mean, yeah. that's and that's the the benefit of having a, a veteran guy, right? Because, like you said, if I'm if I'm Penix and the numbers I've been putting up and the big plays we've been making, how hard is it not to be like, yo, coach? Let's just like mm-hmm. you know force it in. Let's just run the ball, like or not run the ball, but run go routes, and let's just let's do what we do best. But for him to you know, like you said, do what's best to win a football game. I mean, you look at the stats; you don't look like he's thinking dunking thirty or 40, 360 mm-hmm. yards. But like you said, I mean, doing what they got to do to win. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, shout out to him. <clears throat> yeah, and I will say, too, I meant to say this during my little section, but uh, Washington had 12 penalties for over 100, like 125 yards. Like, that's that's also kept the score pretty close as well. Yeah. So, yeah, you got, definitely got to clean that up for sure. Got to clean that up. All right, well, let's, uh, let's move on. Uh, number eight, USC. Trojans taking on Colorado ended up winning 48 41 Colorado kind of making a frantic comeback there at the end um had a chance with a minute 41 to onside kick it and, and kick the right to him so uh USC was able to kneel the ball down at the end but USC was up big at halftime seemed like it was going to be another one of those uh I say another one of those but 
kind of like similar to last week with how Oregon kind of put it on him. But look, shout out to Colorado because, you know, still no Travis Hunter, Shiloh Sanders, safety's not playing, and you're facing, you know, the uh, the guy who won the Heisman last year, who's the front runner right now, one of the most prolific offenses in the country. Now, granted, like you still gave up 41 points, but if you're Colorado coming off a big loss, now you're playing a top 10 team, you know, like I said, the Heisman front runner, and you lose by seven. Um, I would say, you know, some positives to look in from that. Now, Shador Sanders after the game didn't look like it. You know, he said, look, it's a football game and we lost. Like, I don't, just because it's a big name team or big name players doesn't matter. We lost. So he's definitely got the right perspective. But you guys are able to catch the end of that game because I was like, man, this would be something if they ended up uh, pulling us out. I I saw some of it. I didn't watch the entire game, but I did see some of that, that last bit. Um, I don't I don't want to say USC took their foot off the gas. I mean, I think they did, but then Caleb Williams played every snap. So usually, I mean, especially when you're up that big at the half, kind of take out your your Heisman Heisman quarterback. Uh, I yeah, that score looks kind of close, uh, but it was just kind of ridiculous stuff. The, what worries me is this this defense, this USC defense is not mm-hmm. good. It is not good, man. And yep. they're, they're I mean, they let a like I want to say it was like 190 something yards of rushing to a Colorado team that does not rush the ball very well. I mean, they got that pretty dynamic uh, running back Edwards, but I yeah. think they kind of use him more as like uh, almost like a receiving running back. Like they'll kind of dump it off to him. Yeah. Uh, that's not good for USC. And I'll, we've talked about it all year. We talked about it preseason. If they're going to win anything, they got to figure out this this defense because what you're going to expect Caleb Williams to put the entire team on his back every single game. I mean, he's, it's possible he could do it, but God, if he slips up once, you're screwed because that's what you're relying on. Uh, and guess what? Oregon and Washington, they both have somewhat decent defenses, especially Oregon. I mean, we've seen them already. Uh, yeah. So you, you're you're going to have to – I don't think they can. I think it's just who they are. I think it's part of that Riley coaching mindset, man. Just whatever. We're going to score 70 every game. Right, we, don't right, even, right. we don't even need to put a defense on the, <laughs> on the field. It's not going to matter. Uh, well, it will hear soon. So uh, I'd like to hope they'll, they'll get that figured out. My hopes aren't high. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for, for on Colorado side, we, we, we're brought back down to earth. We see what Colorado, you know, really is. Not a terrible team. I mean, had a lot of heart, came back. They were down um, – you might have just mentioned this too, Shiloh. I, I wasn't aware he was going to be out of the game until after the game had started as well. Um, yeah. So – yeah, when you're down a lot of guys and you already don't have that much talent, and the little bit of talent you did have was what was carrying you. Yeah, that's that's what you're you can expect to see. Um, so yeah, man, that, that was my takeaway. Hopefully, USC can find something a little stiffer than a wet paper bag for a defense. <clears throat> yeah, no, I I y'all nailed that. Um, to kind of piggyback off the Washington, it's funny that Caleb Williams had he went thirty for forty just like Penix Jr. did. Um, but. Caleb Williams, I think right at halftime, he had like 280-some yards and four touchdowns. So, like, yeah, I definitely think, Clint, like they took their foot off the pedal just a little bit there um, because it was like monstrous numbers real fast. And that's what Caleb Williams does. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see – I mean, I don't know how many people actually still get to see USC play, um, but I see why this man won the Heisman last year. He just makes it look so damn easy. It's not even, not even funny. It's honestly scary. But this is the problem with USC. We've said it 
just now. We said it before. And the scary part is this game proved to me more about the depth that they have at USC on the defensive side. Mm. Why the hell did Colorado run for 193 yards? They averaged like, I don't know, 70 yards per game before this. I, you tell me. I don't know why. Because that defense is not good. Nope. The Colorado receiving, uh, receivers, they shut down Xavier Weaver, who was their normal receiver, to only still his seven receptions, but only for 29 yards. But they allowed Amarion Miller, a freshman that nobody had ever heard of, to come out and just light it up. Almost 196 yards and another touchdown. And Jimmy Horn Jr., just like that shows me, hey, they may have one good corner. They may have one good linebacker, but... The, the depth is just not there. So now we have a direct one-to-one Oregon and USC defense. They both play Colorado now. You saw what Oregon did. You see what USC is doing. Like this team has, this team has something to really work on if they want to try to make it to that next level. I mean, hell you saw in the, the new top 25 that came out, they were ranked eighth going in this game. They won the game, looked hella good on offense and now dropped to nine. I mean, that's not a huge thing, but it's like, I think even the AP poll and this may, what the college football playoff people are going to look at too, as we get closer to those rankings coming out, mm-hmm. like, Hey, this is going to keep them back a couple spots. Like we don't want to put a USC team in there that, that cannot stop anybody. Cause then it's just going to be, you know, it's not going to be pretty. Um, even though they want to put Kayla Williams in there. I know that for a fact, but uh, this game, like I said, Colorado was coming back late. It's kind of made it real interesting to watch. Um, Cause I thought they were dead out the water at the gate. Um, but like you said, this this kind of this was really good for Deion Sanders and the boys. Like to bounce back off a week like that against Oregon to, to just where everybody was just suddenly doubting them. They were just on their on the train, just going with them, like, dude, this Colorado team's just out this world good. Then they get stomped, and then they kind of rebound and prove, hey, like that was just one bad game. And we don't even have Travis Hunter. Maybe that'd be a uh, a difference maker in this game too. Um but yeah, this was it was a fun game to watch towards the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just towards the end. Well, I mean, look. No, I think it doesn't matter who they're playing this year. Colorado is obviously going to be one of the main talks. Just, just all the the pub and publicity that they've brought, and I mean, every game they got all kinds of celeb celebs and athletes and musicians all going to the game. So they'll still be talked about no matter what. So let's move on. This will be a quick one. Oregon at Stanford. Uh, was it forty two to six thumping? Um, look, Oregon is just rolling. Um, so I can't wait till they get into the more conference play. Um, I mean, this Stanford's a conference opponent, but to play Washington, to play USC, mm-hmm. and see how good this Oregon team really is. Because I'm with you boys, and we all kind of, I think I agreed on it before, um, albeit not a lot, uh, maybe not a lot to go off of, but from the little bit we've seen, I would definitely say their defense is a lot better than USC. So, um, yeah, you guys got anything on that? Any crazy stats before you move on? Nope, not crazy. Stanford's not that good of a team. Uh, but, you know, we talk about all the time Oregon did what you're supposed to do to not very good teams, and they beat them by a lot. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm really looking forward to the, the, the bye week coming up and then that big matchup with Washington. That's going to be an awesome game, uh, at least I hope. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's where, – where, where are they – ranked in the AP now? I forget. I saw it and then I lost it. They're, they moved over USC, so now they're eighth. They were ninth. They're eighth. In this. I mean, they're good. They're good. They are. Yeah. No, you stole it right out of my mouth. I I just, I'm glad they both, Washington and Oregon, get a bye week after this and kind of get to rest up and get prepared and watch some extra film and we get that game of the year coming up. Yep. Um, I'm so looking forward to that. Alright, well, let's move on. Um, Look, Game day did it again. 
they decided to have their show in Durham, North Carolina, which is where the to me the most entertaining game um, all weekend took place. Notre Dame coming in at five and a half point favorites over Duke. I mean, twenty one to fourteen pulled it out. Um, some un- unfortunate circumstances there at the end with Riley Leonard. Um, as of now, I still don't think there's an MRI update or anything like that on his ankle. Um, but real quick, I, I want to bounce this off you guys. Um, you know, watch the game or the highlights or anything. Do you do you think any less of Notre Dame? Does this prove Duke's uh, like like they're, they're legit? Like, how do you feel if if that changed at all? That might not be fair to either team because I think we're so skewed from the past years of Duke's a basketball school. But I think they're proven, you know, from week one till now that they're definitely more than that. So, Clint, I'll start with you. Um, oh. and, and one of the they're more fun games. <laughs> um, no, I mean, Jay, if you want to go first, I don't. Yeah, ball. No yeah, I was just going to say, as a Clemson fan, this of course validates Duke because right, right. we know yeah, how good they were. Like, I mean, Clemson lost to him bad. That's why I was kind of <laughs> laughing the whole time. Um, this validates how good Duke was, and it's not just Riley Leonard; it's the whole damn team because. Notre Dame's got five stars <laughs> everywhere. Um, that, that's all I wanted to say. I was just laughing. No, you're good. I know, I know, I, and look, I, I've done it in the past. I made some roundabout comments towards Clemson, but this this was yeah. honestly my question was more just from like a national <laughs> perspective, how people feel talking to some Notre Dame fans. I was with Ian over the weekend, and he was like, "We can't lose the Duke. Like, it's fucking Duke. Like, we can't lose the Duke." <laughs> I'm like, "Well, it's, Duke's legit, man. Like, this yep. quarterback's the real deal. Like, they got I some will, transfers coming in. They fly like around earlier, the field, like." Like we said earlier, I won't take the victory lap on Arizona, but I'll take the victory lap on Duke. I remember preseason, I was saying this whole time, like, Duke is a damn good team. Now, they even impressed me against Clemson. But, like, yeah, it's I'm not the la- same. I don't know if I laughed at you for that, but if I did, did, I apologize. Like, this is Duke. Well, you said exactly okay, wait, what wait, 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 uh, wait. You can take your laps. Go ahead, take your victory laps. But <laughs> no, you were making them sound like they were, like, like the next Alabama, the way you were talking. We were like, holy crap, this, this is going to be an amazing year to watch for duke then but go ahead, go ahead i'll apologize if, if i made it sound like if that. riley leonard's healthy i think it's a ball game <laughs> i think between them and bama it, right now i mean it could be i mean bama of old not this year bama's is still picking uh, okay, okay. Uh, that's no, what i'm saying this you're year. right though you, you definitely said duke was a team to watch out for hey man they they certainly are that game i know we mentioned it before we started recording if y'all didn't get to watch the whole game go back watch the entire game that game was amazing. Um, the, the for that stadium not being super big, that place was loud. You could tell how bad they wanted to beat Notre Dame. It was such a fun game to watch. The Riley Leonard, that guy is a dude. That guy is such a baller. That he, oh man, not not just with his arm. You know, he he's not going to be the most talented QB in the nation throwing the ball, but. Man, what he could do as a dual threat quarterback to run and extend plays or just straight up get you first downs. Uh, the, the, he's probably one of the main reasons they, they were as close as they were. I, back to your question, JC, about <clears throat> Notre Dame. I, I'm not really knocking them down any, but it is a little... It, it feels like to me they they go into plus territory. Like in this game, it, it seemed like, like six times starting out the game, they when they did get into plus territory, it felt like they couldn't capitalize. Like they moved the ball down yeah. the field up until the field starts getting shorter. Uh, and I'm not sure what that is. I, I don't know if offensively, like they, they're not sure what to do once they get into to that. It's kind like of somebody else is calling the plays. So we get in the red zone and we're handed to somebody else. Yeah. It's, it's odd. I, yeah. I, it's, and that's, that's important that you got, you have yeah. to score. I, I think, uh, I think I saw somewhere. Yeah. It was like six, six times in positive territory starting the game. And they, uh, only came out with like 10 points. Uh, yeah. I mean, 
a team that you know obviously wants to go pretty far and hopefully make it into the national championship conversation um that's going to be something they look at and they've got a few games coming up where they're going to have to remedy some of those issues but again i'm not really knocking them it was a great game it was a tough environment which is weird to say about duke but that plays a lot it was it was an awesome game to watch uh i really hope uh leonard's not like hurt hurt because that would be devastating just for football as a whole uh so yeah. hopefully he's all right yeah it, it didn't look great but it didn't look as bad as some other things we've seen but it's not a good angle. Yeah. I mean, Hartman came, he stayed after and like waited for Riley Leonard <laughs> to get out of the little tent. And like Riley came out and like tapped him up and he was on crutches and stuff. So, I mean, it, I don't know if it, we said it was an ankle thing. I couldn't tell mm-hmm. if it was a knee thing or an ankle thing. Yeah. So, like, pretty much is, yeah, just kind of went inward all that weight. Um, and he immediately grabbed, I mean, he was grimacing. You could tell he was in some pain. So, yeah, yeah definitely more, definitely an ankle, not, not a knee. Um, yeah. I which, really hope he's fine because honestly, and maybe y'all can agree with me. I think that he's a better, a much better like prospect going to the NFL than than Daniel Jones ever was. Got to do. I I would say. I mean, Daniel Jones might be like a little taller, but yeah. As far as like this guy's a, I mean, if you. I think we talked about it. You watch his like high school basketball tapes. This dude is mm-hmm. an absolute athlete. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with that. Um, one of the one of the more entertaining game. I mean, that dude. One one to. That fourth and sixteen, it like I was for him one to have the wherewithal of like he's behind the line of scrimmage, he's sitting away and trying to make a pass, then he's gonna take off. And obviously Duke's got their back turn and, and they still, you know, almost get to him right at the end. I mean, what a ballsy play. And then uh and then obviously to go down the score after that, man, that was um yeah, that was play of, one of my favorite plays of the year so far. Dude, um, definitely the biggest one. And I, yeah, you're right too about like <clears throat> the way he looked like an NFL QB in that play. Not because he ran and converted, but the way it played out because he rolled out, there was pressure. He knew exactly where that line of scrimmage was. Can you tell when he got close to it, he started that, pulling up. Dude, stop. I, and he was still looking to throw the ball, which is exactly what you want. Even if you have a guy that can run, he's a quarterback. Mm-hmm. You want him to throw the ball. And he tried so right. hard and then was like, I have to go. And yeah, yeah, it's like freaking left, left, yeah. like almost Superman dove converted that was an amazing yeah like you said one of the best plays that we've seen so far this year just like from a okay. individual standpoint and I then mean, estimate at the with with the run to to get the lead there at the end with like seconds left i think it was like 30 seconds left on the clock and he had that yeah. big run to score that that oh my god i might watch that game again tonight well, do, and it, it's <laughs> such a weird it's just a weird thing too because it's not like so like when you play you're not like as a quarterback you don't like you don't ever in the middle of the play look at like I could be wrong. Maybe some people do, but like rarely ever did I like look at the sticks in the middle of the play, right? Like you don't. It's more of like an imaginary. Like you just kind of know mm-hmm. where your line is. So yep. even in that moment, the way he like abruptly, right? Just like that's just like his football IQ, his his experience of playing the game. Like it looked like he could see the line painted on the yeah. Field. <laughs> it yeah. just came to a stop. You gotta be smart <laughs> to go to Duke, man. I mean, uh, Notre Dame, Notre Dame, but still both. Yeah, both. Um, but uh. Yeah, man, that was just I, I. I'm with you, Clint. Like that was a very like NFL savvy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even know if some NFL guys ha- have that ability. Um, My wife showed me a. Uh, it was like a meme or something, and it was like a, a girl goes to a football game for the first time, like a like at the game, and it's the first time she realizes the yellow line is only on TV. It's it's not <laughs> it's not a it's not actually actual disa- game. Yeah. What a disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Oh man! All right, Jake, you got anything on that game? 
No, I mean we we talked enough about it. I this was honestly a lot there's a lot of NFL players on these on that field. Riley Leonard, Estime, Hartman. Like this was a damn good game to watch. I, I may have to follow you, Clint. I may have to go back and watch it again. Yeah, and those uh and those linemen for Notre Dame. But I'm with you, man. Yep. Like Notre Dame seemed like they should definitely be scoring more points the way they, they got the athletes to do it. But yeah, something about when they get they get kinda in like close, you know, positive territory red zone area, can't capitalize. So we'll see yep. how it plays out. But yeah, hopefully Riley Riley Leonard's healthy. Um, the rest of the year, man, because uh, I'd love to see what Duke's going to do the rest of the year. All right, uh, moving on. Number twelve, Alabama taking on Mississippi State. Actually, kind of a kind of a closer game throughout. Mississippi State kind of played them tough. Milrow had a huge run there for a little bit. Um, uh, one of the one of the plays to go up big. They ended up pulling it out, winning forty to seventeen. Look, Bama did what they were supposed to do. I I know I picked Mississippi State to cover. I thought it was going to be maybe a little bit closer. Um, which it was leaning there for a little bit and. Bama end up pulling it off. Jacob, did you get to catch any of the highlights of this game or anything stuck out to you? I know we obviously we had hit on Mississippi State a lot, them playing South Carolina last week, so we kind of had some idea of who their playmakers were um, with number five wide receiver and their running back and whatnot. Uh, what did you think of Alabama and how they played? Yeah, uh, well, first of all, yeah, Alabama, I mean, they didn't – I want to say they didn't impress me because obviously they won the game pretty handily, but – it's never necessarily flashy the way they win, and that's that's always the frustrating part coming from somebody that just doesn't like Alabama. Um, I like I, I was telling y'all, I think Michigan or uh, Mississippi State was going to cover this um, because of what they did to y'all's defense, and knowing we we talked about this last pod, knowing that Bama's weakness has been their secondary so far. But man, if I I guess I completely forgot about the difference that the line, the defensive line that Bama has, and that's something they've always had. They just switched mm-hmm. Mississippi State's line around. Will Rogers can never get comfortable um, on through 400 yards and had three picks, and that was just the difference right there. Um, Jalen Monroe still, I mean, he played to his strength this game. He didn't have to throw the ball a whole lot. Um, so that, you know, Bama won't do this again, maybe against like a, another top 10 team because they, they obviously running the ball with Monroe and just, anybody um, behind that line is their strength and Milrow had two touchdowns on the ground and none through the air but I mean he still looked pretty good still their best option so I mean Bama just did what Bama does yeah uh, we talked about I, I said South Carolina made Will Rogers look better than he actually is and it looks like it was definitely the case he only had 15 of 27 for 107 yards so um, they were able to shut that down uh, they did run the ball a lot, uh, Mississippi State. <clears throat> but um, yeah, uh, Melrose seems to be maturing. Maybe not the the best litmus test being in Mississippi State. They're not that great this year, but at least he's there. It looks like he's starting to uh, eliminate some of those silly mistakes that they were making early in the year, uh, which is what what you want. Like we talked about, this develop, let him play, let him get better. Um, right, and you know we'll talk about. LSU in a second, but guys, I guess Alabama's still the best in the West. Yeah, it's crazy. All the talk we've had about Alabama being down and there being some inconsistencies on offense compared to the last few years, and yet we're seeing everything else play out, and I'm like, yeah, they're probably still going to win. Like, yeah, they are LSU, I think I think mm-hmm. LSU, you know, give them a run for their money. Um, That's why we talked about it weeks ago, like about pressing the button about, are you panicked about Bama? It's like, no, I've learned throughout the years, man. There's no panic until they actually lose their second or maybe even their third game, which doesn't happen. Right, which, which, yeah, which honestly, and I don't know if it's just because Milrow might just be like a college quarterback and not a pro quarterback, and they've had a pro quarterback the last, you know, what, six, seven years, if not longer, between 
Young and Mac Jones and Tua. Hurts. Like, yeah. Um, and yeah, and Hurts. So like they've had all these guys that are, are more polished than Milro. But hey, look, they're still getting. <laughs> you're still winning forty seventeen in the conference. You're doing something right. But all right, yeah, let's move on to that game, Clint. Um, LSU and Ole Miss. Um, I mean, I I'm sure Jacob's gonna have some stats for us. But look, I mean, the, where's the defense? Where's the defense at? I mean, Dude, when we were talking about USC, we were talking about USC. I'm like in my head, I'm like, well, wait till USC plays the SEC team. I'm like, well, our SEC teams now can keep up with the offense, and apparently the defense ain't much better. So uh, it's gonna be interesting to see. But man, holy cow, they they what over a hundred points total between the teams and records on on offense. Like God knows how many yards they had. 700 800 like yeah abs- absolutely insane clint i'll start with you on this one man what it's just just a, a crazy back and forth game this was another i mean defensively awful like if you like defenses stay away from this game it's gonna make you have a hernia um it, <laughs> dude it was ridiculous <laughs> we talked about not USC. something we want <laughs> yeah we talked about <laughs> usc like are they even fielding bodies on defense out there yeah it's kind of same for this game both quarterbacks uh, had outstanding games. I uh, went back and watched some of this. Um, Jackson Dart threw really well, although I felt like his receivers were always just wide open, like most people can yeah, make those helped. throws. I will say right. Daniels, there was a few throws that he made that were high level, like he put them in the perfect spot, like just buttery touch. I think both of them had QBRs in the 90 after the game. So, uh, And it wasn't just throwing either, but I think both of them I have to look it up. They both ran the hell out of the ball. Yeah, Ole Miss had 317 yards rushing. LSU had 223 yards rushing. Dude, there was zero defense in this whole game. Uh, uh, I think Daniels, I think even, I think he, no, it was Dart. Dart hurdled a guy. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. He did. Um, if you call that a hurdle, he just kind of barely jumped over him but yeah but, but that's ballsy at midfield though when it you're is, trying to, people yeah, to no, leave your feet like that yeah i mean it looked like a hurdle to me i don't, I don't know I, I saw a guy jump over another man i, th- I thought that was pretty <laughs> athletic uh, by your definition you were correct <laughs> yeah. um yeah it wasn't like no sean marino back in the day of georgia right just which is actually yeah yeah no, no no yeah you're right but, you're right but still it's still, still a hurdle still a hurdle um yeah we get like we mentioned this before um and I was hitting the panic button on Alabama because they're playing freaking Buckner. Obviously, now they, <laughs> they they've wised up. They're they're letting their QB that should be playing actually develop some. Uh, right. Jacob was right about that. Don't freak out just yet. But we talked about them. Even if they have taken a step back, what freaking team has taken a step up to kind of take over the West? We thought it might be LSU, and it is. <laughs> it does not look like now they could still beat Alabama. I'm not saying they they won't or it's impossible. Um, but you can't give up that many yards and expect to be that that successful. Um, and we LSU DBU. Uh, I don't think we can call them that. Not anymore. not not yesterday. <laughs> not after that before. Nope. No um, shot. Yeah. So a ridiculous game came down to the to the last play of the game. Um, yeah, fun fun to watch if you love scoring. Uh, that's for sure. But um. I think on the last drive too, LSU had, um, they had like two or three false starts. Like they were in the red zone, they just kept false starting, kind of shooting themselves in the foot. Uh, so not a great way to end the game for them. But yeah, I mean, again, you know, when we're talking about the West, uh, it looks like Alabama still still the one to beat. Um, 
so we'll, we'll see if they if they are able to kind of remedy some of those defensive situations before they have to face them. Jacob, hit him with some stats. <laughs> you just expect me to have stats. I, I guess I, I, I know you got them. I know you got them. No, well, I, this does hurt my LSU pick to win the SEC for sure. Um, but Jalen Daniels, oh, like y'all are saying, is an animal. That dude, like, ready for the next level right now kind of deal. Um, but this game was insane. This what really worries me, like I said, the LSU defense, man. This Jackson Dart got completely shut down by Bama, it seemed like, the other week. And uh, it was Bama, right? <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 20, they only scored 10 points that week, um, last week, actually. And then to turn around and do this, like this is really worrisome towards the LSU defense to see like what kind of a complete team they have. Um, that kind of worries me for as my pick. But dude, as far as this game, I don't know if this game was the best game of the week or like it was Notre Dame Duke. I, I kind of lean more Notre Dame Duke like y'all do, I think. Um, but this was just like your classic like Big 12 game or something like that where it was just like Baylor versus somebody um, <clears throat> scoring ridiculous amount of points. Um, the biggest lead difference was 14 points. And that was by Ole Miss in the first and second quarter at two different points. But after that, it was back and forth one mm one score game. Um, there was a, a moment in time where it was six straight touchdowns and then a field goal and then a touchdown. It was like no punts and it was no nothing. It was no turnovers. No. It was just like boat racing back it's and really forth. Backyard, it's really backyard football. Mm-hmm. Like Literally, we, don't punt, yeah. we don't punt the ball, right? Like we're, yeah. just, we're scoring somehow. Yeah, you could de- definitely say this is like the definition of like a back and forth game because the stat lines are ridiculous. Like both teams threw for four touchdowns. Both teams ran for three touchdowns. Like, it was just a beautiful game to watch if you like these kind of games. Um, which I don't, I don't, do. I don't mind high scoring games, but like, I would rather watch the Notre Dame Duke game because at the end of this game, it's like no one can stop anybody. It's like, yeah, yeah. but but yeah, it's. I mean, God, if I was one of those fan bases, I'd be. I mean, look, God, I was. Yeah, and I honestly out, thought like, that Ole Miss scored too early. I think even the announcers are saying that because Lane Kiffin yeah, wasn't mm-hmm. even like all excited. He was like, oh, we just left. You know, they got two timeouts. So we left them thirty nine seconds. Um, Bro, I'm I was trying to score. Talking about score too early, bro. I'm just trying to get in the end zone. I don't exactly. care when it is. <laughs> exactly. Let me get a touchdown. Oh, oh man. Hell of a game. Crazy game. I wouldn't count out your LSU pick so thus far yet because that LSU Alabama's game is going to be, it might end up determining it. So, dude, the, probably, yeah. the over under for that game was 67. And <laughs> yeah, they almost that covered easily. that by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely insane. All right. Oklahoma 150 to 20. All right. Tennessee, South Carolina. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh no, but for real though, not even not even a game. Oklahoma sniffing the top ten now. They they got them ranked number twelve. Um, nineteen and a half point favorites. Iowa State ended up beating them by thirty points. Um, you guys got anything on that? Dylan Gabriel had a good day. It looked like as well. Um, I think he did throw a pick though, but still put up some crazy numbers yards wise. Hey, did uh Spencer Rattler have a good day? Uh, not a not an ideal day. Not but the Oklahoma quarterback did. Wow. Not an ideal. So you uh, he jumped in your Heisman rankings. No, no, no. Just just <laughs> Iowa State. Iowa State versus Tennessee. What did Clint say last week? Iowa State has thirty players in the roster because they're all fucking in FanDuel jail. Yeah. <laughs> so why are you getting That's... me right up? I'm trying to skip over this game. I was trying to give no, you the score I, and I, move on. And here we are again. I ain't got time for this. No, I'm just saying. Don't get replaced. You catch me really on well. a bad day when I'm mad about Carolina and you hit me. You like hit me where it hurts. I mean, why, we just have that standing bet. I just want to make sure you understand. This conversation. I just want to make sure you understood what bet you made, man. Uh, okay, and we'll do the same thing we do every week. If we play Iowa State, we would win. <laughs> 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 
So I do want to ask you with our with our bet with the three losses, how how high are you on that panic meter? I yet? didn't have Iowa State being one of the teams, so we're still good. No, but it's still. I mean, sometimes look at this get hairy. You're just still like super confident they're going to lose three games. I have to be. What am I going to do? Say no now? I'm just saying you panicking. No, no, no. You get you're locked in. I'm oh, just I'm saying. not. Oh, I'm locked in. I'm not panicking. It's Iowa State. I I had no no reason for them that I was I, just hoping they covered the spread see, so my picks could get away. I told you. You would do this every freaking week. It doesn't matter who they play. You're just gonna say, "Well, it's just this team." Insert team here. Okay, here we are. I gave you my I gave you my teams that they might lose to, and it wasn't Iowa State. <laughs> no, to be Did fair, I it was not, not give you the teams. Also, I gave you Kansas, TCU, and Texas. That's I, what I gave you. I don't think you thought that, they were winning fifty to twenty though. No, I was hoping they would win by eighteen, and I would get my pick right. <laughs> Hey, hey, my so we got him. My my take my take on uh every other week for Oklahoma going off. Hey. It's like this paid off. <laughs> Damn it! All right. So who do they play? Wait, they play. Yeah, they play Texas next week. It's perfect. Oh. They're not. They're going to struggle. They're going to struggle. Listen. And we're back on it. That's our first loss. Okay. Bingo. Yahtzee. I mean, Book that's it. not. That's not a hot take though. I mean, that's that's fair. That's right? where game yeah. day is going too, isn't it? We'll get to that in the preview. Probably. But I think game day is already. I mean, said it's they're not going a hot that. take, but if you're asking me to my three losses, I got to be pumped you for the first it. one, dude. If you don't get that <laughs> one, oh boy, that's. that's you're trolling. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one I like. If I don't, if we don't get that one. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna have to start counting the bowl game in here. <laughs> start saving up your money for that jersey. We, yeah, we definitely did a uh, regular season, which we stayed. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, for real though, there's nothing to talk about anymore. <laughs> hey, Clint, we did our job. You jabbing one side, or jabbing the other Dude, side. We'll, I was we'll trying all yeah, year bro, long. We'll just get him every the, time. Yeah, man, that was messed up. That was messed up. <laughs> Unintentional. You know Deserve, good. deserve. <laughs> I deserve it. I get it. I All brought right, this upon right myself. To... I'm a man. I'm forty. Oh God! I wish they were good this year. <laughs> They'd maybe beat them. Uh, did they already play them? No, I don't know. Doesn't mm, matter. I don't think so. All right. For real though, Tennessee, South Carolina. Um, I will say one thing as a biased Carolina fan, and just me being mad is Joe Milton's not that good. I think we proved that. But they're a better team. I mean, they, the defensive line was good. Um, we were able to run the ball a little bit. Um, honestly, we don't throw that pick six in the half. Like, I'm not saying we're going to win the game, but it's, you know, we go in down 17 10, they get the ball first. Instead of we go down 24 10, they get the ball first and go down and score. Now it's 31 10 before you touch the ball. Now, granted, thank, thank God for Mario Anderson for running the fucking play 80 yards on the field to keep us in the game but mm-hmm. that just like literally just took the wind out of your sails when you, you know you throw that that uh that ball right there um a tough one man a game that it, even though like they look like the better team and we were like trying to claw away i kept thinking like all right we just need like a couple plays keep the momentum and we we i hats off to the defense jalen kilgore true freshman 18 tackles um and an interception i mean Kid, kids going off, playing, playing out of his mind. Um, we didn't have TJ Sanders in the second half. That hurts. I think he's going to be fine. But not having Juice Wells hurts. Um, obviously, we didn't get Leggett over the top. Really, any it didn't seem like. Um, so they definitely shut that down. So just, just a frustrating game. Um, but I will quote Spencer Rattler since you wanted to bring it up, Jacob. That was their Super Bowl. So give them credit. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, I heard that. I mean, they they came ready to play for this game. <laughs> I'll sell them that. I did like their jersey. I hate to say that because I hate that orange compared to our orange. But no, the jerseys were um, nice. I'll give them credit. The black yeah, the and orange jerseys pretty nice. Yeah. And that's and that's a crazy environment. I kind of wish it was still on Halloween weekend because that that made this even better. But yeah, I mean, that's a there's a hundred thousand people in that stadium, man. So that, that's yeah, a crazy place to play. Yeah, but I mean, y'all weren't running the ball very well before that seventy-five yard run that Mario Anderson had. Um, so that again still worries me because you're not giving your main running back. He had 10 carries. I mean, Rattler had the most carries yet again. I know the way the game went, that probably went into how y'all had to run your offense. But, um, I just really want to see y'all establish the run. It's my thing with y'all every time. Cause we know what Rattler can do, but even though he was kind of bottled up this game, um, but yeah, they, they bottled up Xavier Leggett. That's the one thing like y'all were very predictable. I feel like, um, Josh Heupel is a decent coach enough to know, hey, just f- fucking double Xavier Leggett right now. They don't have Juju. Um, that's like their one main thing. And we'll just, you know, rush um, Rattler all the time. We know this offensive line just ain't, 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 it, it ain't it, man. So, no, I mean, we started two true freshmen in the offensive line, which is like, yeah, good for the future of the program, not good for last night. Yeah, not uh, good in front just, of 102,000 people. Just <laughs> frustrating, man. Yep, just very frustrating, to be honest. Dude, we we couldn't stop the run at all. They they no, ran third and nines, third and nines, and they're running the ball and they're getting them every yes. time. I so I watched the game twice. We won't talk why. Talk about why I had to watch it twice. But what did you see in the second game compared to the first game? That's everything. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say that it was all, it was a brand new game for me. Um. Uh, it's just like golly man like and we i think jc you might have said it like man do whatever it takes to make milton beat us with his arm because we know he can't and we did the complete opposite we just said milton doesn't have to do anything we'll just let tennessee run it down our throats all game and that's just like debilitating when you're watching a game especially as a fan i I know the players like listen it's just how it works like i I know like they're trying but golly, that this I I don't know how their numbers stack up, but that might be their best rushing game Tennessee has had all year. They were they were leading the SEC in rushing yards per game going into that. But game. Have they had that many? Two thirty eight. I don't know. Game? They they might have. Uh, they they um, were averaging two hundred something. I think they were averaging like two hundred three on the ground. Yeah. Um. Going I think I saw game. something too. Like going into the game, uh, they have three of the top ten or twelve rushers on their team alone. Like. They just run the yeah, ball got, really well. Um, yeah, we couldn't do anything about it. Spencer didn't look great. I mean, he got sacked six, to- six times. We talked about it before the game. It's going to be something to look out for, and it happened. Got sacked several times. He, this is the first game I was like, ooh, it did not look great uh, when it comes to how I viewed him, especially that interception. I don't know. Maybe some. I think somebody just got in his face and kind of just floated it. So um, I, I listened to a little bit of the, the post game of him. He said somebody, he was like, he's like, yeah, somebody was in my face and I overthrew it. Yeah. Kind of like, and that was, he left it at that. Pretty, mm. I mean, it is pretty that, simple. Yeah, that's what it looked like too. But it was like the first time all year. I was like, what was that out of, you know, Spencer? Um, yeah. Which, and listen, we, we, he's still awesome quarterback. We know this, but you, you can't rely on him every single game to, to be the hero because like, like in this game, it, it didn't work out for us. They were able to ball him up. They were able to disrupt enough to, Keep him from going off, and um, I will, dude. Tennessee fans are becoming my least favorite fan base in Uh-oh. the nation, dude. 
And also, I don't know what it is. They are insufferable. Like, literally, you're talking about this. this is their Super Bowl because they made such a big deal out of this game. And I get it, like, right. the way last year went down. Uh, and I'm not, like, butthurt about the loss. Like, they definitely they, they kicked the shit out of us. Uh, but the fans, man, oh, my God. You would think that they are the, the like, top three team in the nation right now just from this win alone um and it's funny too because last year i was reading some discussion board or something and when they beat alabama and uh alabama fans was a lot because everybody at that point in the nation was kind of siding with tennessee hoping tennessee was going to be good beat alabama and alabama after they lost the fans were like listen y'all don't know what you're asking for like for tennessee to be good because those fans are so toxic and ever since, dude, it's been so true. Uh, that's just made taking cheap shots for no reason. Uh, but to be fair, um, I don't think any fan base is super tolerable when they're all, you know, if they're super good. So, um, well, they were screaming F you, Spencer, when he threw that pick. Like, they were so salty against <clears throat> him specifically. Like, yeah, it's like, dude, okay. Yeah. Uh, we're like super injured. We're not that good of a team anyway. Uh, y'all, you yeah, thought, like he said, like he thought it was the dang Super Bowl, but. You know they, they kicked our butts and they look good doing it. So I will say I, I was like I was actually impressed kind of by our our secondary. Like I know they made plays in the air, but like it wasn't like Mississippi State and people were blowing by us every game. Which granted, maybe that was what the game plan was: don't let them hit us over top. And obviously, mm-hmm. we couldn't stop the run. But I think for having to deplete the secondary, like they made plays. We what picked them off twice mm-hmm. at least and had some good pass no I was, pass breakups. I mean, it, c- it could have got out of hand really in the second half. Like I mean, like I said, they yeah. really two quarters and five minutes they had 31 points they ended up with 40 so um for that whole the rest of the game to to only give up nine more points um and just the offense not able to catch up like i, I was actually impressed with the secondary and how they handled things but again it just that's me just trying to find a few positives and <clears throat> an overall frustrating disappointing game dude the play yeah. calling is like i'm I'm starting to look at coaches now because the play calling is just like what are we doing do we now have a slant in the playbook like a, just a quick slant yeah, we it, do to to Leggett, but that's it. I can't. We have that to, touchdown. We have to find that a touchdown? way. It's either that well, we're throwing it deep or we're throwing it to the flat. Like I, I don't know why. I, I just, I'm, I, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Especially when you have a line, O line that's not great, which is our situation. It's just a little quick slant. It's, they're hard to cover sometimes. Um, they are. They do them versus us all the time. And then we're kicking a field. It's you know. You know, middle midway through the fourth quarter, we're down seventeen. We're kicking a field goal, and I was like, "Okay, like, I guess we'll." That just... was just to prove that we can kick field goals. Yeah, I guess. Just kidding. Like, yeah, I don't really know. Why that that hurt. It was a <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look, I'm hurting. Okay, hurt people, hurt people. <laughs> 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 I just, I got, I got to deflect this somewhere else, man. Um, Sorry. you guys got to win, so you could, you got, you got a little bit of disappointment you can take. If that's the yeah. only disappointment, yeah, you're good. So now with y'all. Losing to Mississippi State, or no, I'm sorry, not yeah. Hey, yeah, I'm sorry slow about down. Don't ask the question. I swear to God, I would jump <laughs> through this camera. Well, no, it, it kind of goes into two parts. It will eventually come to the bowl game thing, but the defense, man, 280 some yards or whatever y'all gave up again. I gave you the stats about you know last time how you are 14th in a lot of categories. Like, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I'm just trying to ask for like. Like Clint, is it the coaching? Is it like just you don't got the right players? Like, is it just we, game plan that the offenses have got against y'all? Like, I don't think we got the depth right now, bro. It's definitely I, de- depth's part of the issue. That's always been a South Carolina issue. We every year we go through this because we just can't recruit, or we haven't at least since Spurrier, high enough for depth. 
like we can pull some like big name guys like here and there, but death wise, that's why like you saw in the Georgia game, we were up fourteen three, and then death just took over because we were gassed and we had nobody else. Um, so depth's a big issue. Even with that though, I mean you're just getting ran up and down. So, something, yeah. something's up. I'm not sure exactly. I don't know if it's a scheme wise. Yeah, I know. I mean, if you look at the the recruiting now, obviously Beamer's making it a point. Which I mean, think about it, this is only his third year, right? So he's still got to get get a couple cycles in. But I mean, if you look at our O line and D line recruits, we're like top ten in the nation, like in the trenches. So he's definitely, you know, putting an emphasis on the things that obviously we're struggling with. Like I said, we got two offensive linemen starting at an away game at Tennessee, which is good and bad. Like obviously we're at the point where we're starting two guys, but you know, they're I wouldn't even say it was all the freshmen making mistakes. Beamer said it was a lot of the older guys too on the O line. So again, for the few but I, I don't know, Jacob. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird because honestly, like in the past, if anything, like our defense has kind of been our strength in a lot of ways. The like offense can't we yeah. also just like we don't have like so in offense like we have a guy, right? We got a few guys. We got Rattler, we got Leggett, we got some guys. Defense we always only have like one or two. Like we've had like the last couple of years we had Cam Smith at corner who just can line up with anyone, go man-to-man and shut down your best player, right? We don't have that guy. Like our best our best secondary player is probably Nicky Minwari. He's a true sophomore. And he's more of a safety guy. Mm. Played a little bit of corner. He had that pass breakup in the end zone into the game, so ended up playing some corner. So yeah, we don't have like that guy yet. So we're still trying to find that. So yeah, I don't, you know, we'll see if it's a scheme thing or a depth thing or what, but whatever it is, like I, I know there's... I, we got way higher expectations and they'd be 14th in the league and in the yeah. sec or 14th. And in, in I'm really hoping category. y'all got to buy next week. I'm really hoping that's enough for y'all to kind of get healthy and get Juju back and, and kind of get this whole defense kind of rested up. And maybe that'll help because I know you got Florida coming up and hopefully we're going to go to that game. But um, like that's almost become a must win at this point. You got to go to Missouri still and you, you got the free one in Jacksonville state, but you got to go to A&M, which they look okay now. Um, Florida's got to play Vanderbilt next week, so they don't have a bye week. But that's kind of like a get-right game for them, maybe. But, I mean, if y'all are trying to make a bowl, man, this defense has got to get better before I can make any other jokes about who you're beating. But, like, that worries me. I mean, every every game is a, a must-win from here on out, 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't expect to have three losses this early in the season. For sure. Mm. Just, but it is what it is. I'm used to it at this point. Yeah, I'm just about to say I'm just numb. It's all the same every year. <laughs> Not to sound dim and gloom, but same old, same old. All right. it. Yeah. Let's move on real quick. Uh, Kentucky, Florida. Kentucky, man, looked real good. Got a uh, got a dub there. They were actually a home team there. Beat, beat up on Florida 33-14, to 14, dropping Florida out the top 25. Probably the right move there. Um, yeah, man, Kentucky looked pretty good. They moved 5-0 and for the year, man, making, uh, making some waves. You guys got anything on that? I, you know, I, I thought that this was the game that Devin Leary could really show up and be like, okay, I'm actually the transfer quarterback that people wanted. And like, I am that guy. And nine for 19, 69 yards and, and doing it. But Ray Davis, who is this? Sugar Ray Davis? Dude, when the announcer was like, sweet baby Ray. I was <laughs> yeah. juiced, bro. Yeah. I was so pumped. <laughs> exactly. 26 carries, 280 yards, and three touchdowns. Um, he's only five ten, but he's two sixteen. So I guess, but he's a senior. He's a bowling ball, I guess. Mm. But um, that man, that's that's a hell of a performance right there. Most of they, that was in the first half, or like early into the third quarter. Most yeah, of like yards. they they punched Florida in the mouth and went up sixteen nothing, and like just 
never looked back. It seemed like so. Uh, that's the most impressive thing to me. Um, Graham Mertz played pretty good, even though, I mean, he was fighting his way back the whole game. Um, 25 for 30, 244, and two touchdowns at that one pick. But um, this was a surprise. And I'm still waiting for Devin Leary to show up and be like, yo, be that guy. But he hadn't yet. Well, so maybe they got enough around him right now. Yeah. yeah. They, they got enough around him with that running game and, and the defense. So yep. obviously he's just doing what he needs to do. Dude, it's frustrating as a South Carolina fan to look at Kentucky and see what they're able to do every freaking year. Like, yeah, you want to talk about a basketball school that has become pretty much a football school. I mean, they've had good years in the past. You go back to like Randall Cobb and all them, but mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with you, man. Because like, it used to be like, oh, Kentucky's a win, and now it's like, I mean, the past several ah, years, yeah, so they're just like they're just yeah. good. And you're like, I think we talked about this during previews. You're like, it's just one of those teams. You're like, I don't know why they're that good. They just are. Yeah, when you have a guy that runs. How many times? 26 times and average just 10 yards a carry. Yeah, that's a recipe for success right there. Yeah. yeah um, win a lot of yeah. ball games. I'd kill yeah. for half of that on our team right now. But uh yeah, uh, Kentucky looking better and better. Um, I was definitely on the wrong side of that pick. I thought Florida was gonna be able to hang in there. Kentucky hadn't really played much uh competition up until this point. It didn't look like it mattered at all. So yeah, good win for them. Oh yeah. All right, moving on. Um, not so Exciting game. Missouri Vandy. Missouri handled business there. Um, I believe that game was at Vanderbilt. 38-21 Missouri win. Look, Missouri's one of those other teams, man. They're always just solid, always pretty good. And it's just going to add to our tough matchups we got coming up. But yeah, they took care of Vandy uh, there in Nashville. So Missouri's 5-0 and as well. Um, and they'll uh, they'll get LSU next week at noon. So Ooh, and uh, yeah. that'll be interesting. They got LSU at 6.5 point favors early on. So pretty close, actually. <laughs> I just want to shout out Brady Cook. That dude, I didn't know who the hell he was really going into the year. And 395 yards, four touchdowns. I know it's Vanderbilt, but damn, he's looked good the past several games. Yeah, I was yeah. About to say, he, he started off the year kind of slow, but he, he must be settling in real nice because he's starting to look pretty good. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll be tough for sure. All right, moving on, the number 25th ranked team. I think they might actually might have bumped him up a spot in the new AP that came out today. Fresno State took on Nevada. Not a game I was able to watch. Um, Nevada kept it within the spread. Uh, Fresno State ended up winning twenty-seven to nine there in Fresno. You guys get to catch any of this game? Um, I know that this is, you know, kind of being the West Coast isn't a team we normally got our eye on, but they moved to five and zero. Um, and honestly, th- they'll probably end up undefeated the way their schedule looks um, here on out. Um, but any anybody catch any of that before you move on? No, I will lie. I, I didn't see much of this. I did box score a little bit. Um, just seeing how they were doing as far as the spread. Um, yeah, I'm looking up. I'm trying to see their schedule now. Oh, here it is. They got Wyoming next week. That would be their first test, I would believe. Yeah, but then they got Boise State. Other than that, I mean, they they probably run the table. Yeah, they I could mean, be hovering around this 20, 20, you know, ranking this whole year. And get a yeah, good ball. yeah, they don't play anybody that's really going to jump them up enough for sure. Hmm. But if they go undefeated, yeah. they're a playoff team, huh? Shot I mean, we're ranking them. Well, I mean, shoot, I I forget uh, no, that UCF shot. actually has on their stadium uh, national champions. So I mean, shoot, you can do stadium. whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, you didn't see that? No, I always thought it was more of a joke thing. I thought it was too, but you on their stadium, like on underneath the or above the the booth or whatever, or maybe it's underneath the booth. It says like twenty whatever was it twenty nineteen or twenty something. That's national the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Twenty seventeen, maybe. That's, That's ridiculous. Oh, all right. Let's move on to a team that's actually won. 
two national championships within the last 10 years, and that's uh, the Clemson Tigers. So, yeah, I got some positivity for you there, Jacob. Um, Thank you, sir. Not going to happen this year, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, look, you guys, I feel like we're uh, we're trying to let Syracuse hang in there for a while. I think if Syracuse had a little bit better offense, they're pretty one-dimensional with their quarterback. I will say Duke can play. Um, Duke can definitely run. Y'all smacked them around pretty good, especially early. Um, but the defense, man, five sacks, three forced fumbles, 31-14 versus a ranked, uh, not ranked, but uh, undefeated Syracuse team coming in. Um, what did you think of, of y'all's performance, man? Another kind of a, not a slow start. I mean, look, Syracuse always seems to kind of give you guys a game, even in the past um, seasons. They're just one of those teams that do it. Um, oh, yeah. But, but what did you think of the team? I mean, the, the defense absolutely uh, played out of their mind. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's probably Syracuse and back in the day, maybe Virginia Tech or something. But like, this is where the term Clemsoning came about was going up to play at Syracuse. There's no expectations other than just you're going to go in there and kick their ass and then they right. suddenly come out of nowhere. Um, so it was nice to actually go up there and, and handle business for the most part. Um, I, I think a lot of people see now that our defense is damn good. Um, I know Syracuse was not ranked, but they were right there ready to be ranked because if they'd have won this game for sure. Um, we see how good their offense actually has been this year. Like they were a top 10 offense coming into it. And I got to put some respect on Garrett Schrader's name because I think I remember back when we were doing our ACC preview, I said like Garrett Schrader, like they got rid of uh, the running back went on to the NFL. Like Garrett Schrader's just by himself. Like he's not whatever. And then he's, he's shown out this year. Um, he still played decent, I guess, against us, against that kind of style defense. So, that's interesting, but I know he got rocked a couple times, fumbled the ball. That's not really his fault. He got hit, and one of them was the first foot was like a blindside kind of hit, and I think that's why they threw <laughs> the targeting and kicked the guy out. Yeah, um, th- wait, they actually did kick him out. It was targeting. They it, didn't. I thought talk- I heard the the guy that hit uh, that for, um, at midfield, like the, the first early hit, on where they hit Schrader. Yeah, the first. No, hit. They, they, they reviewed it. They're like, no, I want, I want to okay. I was about okay. to say because I I saw it and I didn't get to catch the review, but yeah, I mean they're super early to call a flag. Look, like yeah, I mean he just. Just turned at the wrong moment. That yeah, it, it looked bad, down. but when you saw the replay, you're like, "Oh, okay, looks like he hit him with nothing but shoulder." So, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it was good. Cade threw some dimes down the field. Um, but one of them, both columns was wide open, but the other one was yeah. uh, a dime straight down the field. Um, so he he's been playing good. Um, it's good to see us not make really mistakes. Actually, just kind of get through the game and. You know, we had one turnover, um, which is a fumble, but it, it, for the most part, it was a decently clean game, which I'm happy about. Y'all are laughing because honestly, if they the reviewed pain. it, that that one was kind of close, actually. Yeah. Um, what was close? Because I that that fumble, see, oh, like oh, as oh. he picked it up, he yeah. was like he he kind of stepped out of bounds, so it's kind of closer. I thought they were going to review it. Uh, Jeremiah Trotter, though, easy top. 10 15 draft pick or at least should be he had a nice oh, yeah. interception as well so shout out to him yeah that interception i saw the replay from behind and like you could see him just completely reading that yeah. game trader's eyes it was that, like a beautiful dude, pick he's a problem yeah for sure so finally good to see i mean we didn't blow him out like i feel like we should have but um good to see you know this kind of win where we just go in there and <laughs> and handle business like we're supposed to so I'm looking at the stats. Robert Gunn did not kick a ball, it appears. Unless or kicked off. He probably kicked off. He's still doing um, the kickoff, yeah. So Jonathan Whites goes four four extra points. Um made a thirty eight yarder and then he missed another one. I don't know how far it missed, but still, man, like 
look, one missed field goal in a game is not a big deal, right? For but because you guys have had these struggles in the past, like a game is going to come down like it was last week in the future again, and I think you guys still need to get it cleaned up because the one he missed was not that far, and you're playing inside a dome. There's no win. Again, if, if I'm going to take one, like you guys won by, you know, thirty-one fourteen, so nitpicking here, but hoping you guys get that cleaned up because it's going to be a problem down the line. But it looks like uh, he he might be the guy, I guess, moving forward. Well, that's the thing. I was kind of talking to another Clemson buddy of mine, and we were sitting here saying, like, okay, Weiss may be the better, I guess, option right now, but we're also not letting our young guy kind of work through his problems, Robert Gunn. Because um, I think he got a long enough leash to work through his problems, to be honest, based on leading up to the Florida State and in the Florida State game. But yeah, I see yeah. what you're. I see what you're saying. Yeah, because it, it it's so different than other positions, right? Other positions you can fail and maybe not it be so detrimental per se, right? You can miss a coverage and maybe the play doesn't come your way or something happens. But it's easy a field goal. You make it or you don't, and that's unfortunately yeah. the the way it is. And Weiss, like the one he missed was like by just a little bit, just wide to the left. Um, so it wasn't a bad kick. It wasn't like he shanked it or something. So he's he's more consistent, but he's been around for three or four years. He backed up um oh, I'm completely blanking on his name right now. Our Same. kicker from Potter, BT Potter, I think. Yeah, he played for eighteen seasons. Yeah, like forever. Same. So he backed him up and so that's why he like already graduated or whatever, I think. And um he just got called back. He's like, Yeah, come on. But I, I personally kind of think it depends on how the season goes. I guess if we can win out, you know, up to the Notre Dame game, you know, maybe we can keep this kid in there. But like, I don't know. I'm kind of torn on that because Robert Gunn is like a freshman. He's going to be our guy for years if he can kind of work through this now and get out of it. And, but like you said, he's had a long enough leash. I'm kind of talking myself into, you know, insanity here. So, no, you're good. I I, I get the point. I, I yeah, I agree with you. I just think it's also tough because it's like you got you need results now type thing. But he'll have his time. Yeah. For sure, Clint. What do you think about this game, bud? I mean, Jacob, you sound like I thought that was a great win for you guys. You say it wasn't like a blowout win; it was close to a blowout. I mean, it, at least in my eyes, y'all look like a solid team that entire game. Uh, that defense looks really good. I know Jacob, you've been talking about them. It looks like the past couple of games they've really come alive, and I think they had five sacks, seven tackles for loss, just destroyed. Disruptive! Oh my God, disruptive! Disruptive! Yeah, yeah <laughs> words. Um, uh, all games. Yeah. So also for them. Um, I, I think what worries me is uh, y'all schedule. You talked about Notre Dame, but y'all got Miami in a few weeks. That one kind of scares me because Miami actually looks good this year. Um, oh yeah, you're gonna need that defense plus kicking. Hopefully, you'll have that freaking kicking thing figured out by then. Um, but no. Uh, shoot, man, that's. Hopefully some cards start uh, falling in y'all's favor and Duke can catch a couple losses and see what Florida State does. But uh, as far as y'all go into the conference championship, but man, y'all definitely look like one of the best teams at the conference. Uh, I mean, yeah. y'all might be the ones benefiting from Riley's injury, unfortunately, if it <laughs> ends up being bad. Right. Yeah, that's honestly true. I, I hate that for, for football. I, I love football more than anything and, and seeing Riley Leonard go down if he misses significant time that could be yeah dude cause they have the tiebreaker over us and stuff so that would be but miami will be tested um 
they got Georgia Tech and then they got to go at North Carolina the week before they play us. So we'll, I mean, they, they will, they've already been tested with A&M, of course, but the other three games were whatever. So A&M could have just been a one-off game because Tyler Van Dyke is the one-off every now and again. He plays well, sometimes he don't, but this year he's played well so far. Um, so we'll see how Miami truly is. But yeah, our, our schedule is kind of rough, you know, especially later in the year. So we'll see, we'll see where we get from here. But, um, this is encouraging, yeah. I mean, it was 24-14 late. That's why I said it wasn't necessarily a blowout, but we ended up scoring that extra, extra touchdown, so it ended up being 31-14. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think if they had – I think you guys still would have won, but if they had any other playmakers, they could have made it a game because, like – I mean, like I said, it was weird because, like, you guys weren't making mistakes. It was just kind of one of those, like, not slower games, but, like, you guys obviously weren't going off for 50 points. Um, but I think also probably because they ran the ball a lot, kind of take, take some time off the clock and whatnot. But, look – Anytime you get a double-digit win in a conference game, I, I, you know, the more we talk about all these teams, like uh, that's still hard to do in any league for the most part. Yeah, Syrac- Syracuse so. was four zero. They, right? They're a decent team. Yeah, that's a good right. win for y'all. Yeah. So, all right. Well, bye week for the Gamecocks next week. Um, you guys will be. You guys take on who? You guys got next week, Jacob? Um. Well, hold on. We still got to talk about Iowa before if you're closing off the pod. Oh. But no, we got we got Wake Forest next week. Real quick, yeah, we'll hit on Iowa. They scored 26 points. Um, they beat Michigan State. Barely. Um, six of those points were from a punt return. What, what was the score? Yeah. It was it ended up being 20... 26-20? 26-16, I believe. What was oh, 16. I'm pulling it back up right now. What was the spread? 12 or something? They were like 12 and a half, I believe, yeah. Uh, we need a. Uh, it was ten. Uh, this maybe at the time we talked about it, it could have been whatever. But they won by game time uh, was ten. They won by t- yeah. They won twenty six sixteen. Oh yeah, I guess they weren't in our picks actually. But yeah, twenty six sixteen win. Like I said, six of those points were from a punt return touchdown. So I don't know if that counts towards the offensive coordinators points per games. Points per game. They're still at under twenty five. I think Jacob ran it before. We started, they're at, what, 22 and some change, maybe? 22.2, I think, yeah. 22.2 points a game. So as of now, the offensive coordinator will be jobless <laughs> at the end of the year if they keep this up. That's if they give them those six points as well towards that. I don't know how uh, intricate that contract reads. So that would be uh, pretty cool to get our hands on. No. I don't think we're going to be able to. But no. I, thought, I thought Michigan State, for all the hoopla surrounding their program, they were actually going to pull out a win there. They were up, they were up there for a minute. God, that would be so funny. Is Just, that how bad Iowa is? They're four yeah, and one dude. now, so yeah, it's, it's Shut favorite up. team. I don't care that they, they suck, <laughs> dude. They're not this care. Iowa jersey that's gonna hang up. I might just nail it to the ceiling, so every time Clint goes to sleep, he just stares at it. <laughs> yeah, over my bed. It's yeah, nightmare yeah. every night about a stupid team. Um, I might do that. You should put a note on there too, like their ranking. Like they're ranked like number fifth in the nation, just to really piss me off. Everybody seems to love Iowa. I don't get it. It's whatever. I mean, listen. At this point, they're like probably one of the favorite, my favorite teams we talk about on here. Kind of came, unfortunately, the joke of the podcast. But that's on them, and that's on their coach for. That's right. Putting putting them in that situation, we we simply talk about the things that are going on. We would never make up storylines or anything like that. Exaggerate circumstances, but never. Exactly. And speaking of uh, Mel Tucker, we talked about him getting fired last. Uh, pod he actually is filing a lawsuit back against Michigan State for wrong. wrong oh, jeez, well, I mean, he's probably gonna say he's probably gonna say like, look, the investigation came up nothing. I didn't get charged criminally, so he's probably gonna want some of his money. I would think. Yeah, because so. he, he it 
He didn't give any of that buyout, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. No, that no, because when they that was the whole thing, right? They did it Wrong with cars, so yeah. no buyout money because the buyout's like forty something million, if not more. Yeah. Um, so yeah, pretty big chunk of change. Maybe they'll probably end up settling on some lesser amount, but we'll see. I haven't even heard of a lot of details coming out yet, so you know, especially criminally, I haven't heard anything coming out. So mm-hmm. I guess we'll be a be a wait and see. Hopefully, by the time we uh, give out with you guys on the next episode that'll come out Thursday, hopefully we'll have some more news on Riley Leonard and his injury status. Like I said, no MRI was done at least that they've released yet. So um, we'll be yeah, back just, Thursday with with our preview. Sorry, What's yeah, that, I just looked it up three hours ago. They they uh, the Duke spokeswoman mentioned that it doesn't look to be season ending. Um, okay, so he will. Hopefully, barring any setbacks, be back some point this year to play. So it might just be like a, a bad sprain or that's that's good news right there. Yeah. Those are tough though. Those <laughs> things linger, you know? Yeah, they do. So even if he comes back, I wouldn't I wouldn't imagine he's hundred percent. Oh God. Did y'all the see the, in- the the injury to that Tennessee player? No, I didn't see it. I just because I like I said I was don't look at it or something. But don't look I at just, it. No, I yeah, just noticed yeah. it like it took up a long time. I went back to my phone and it was still like they hadn't even put him on the cart yet. I was like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah, you can see the replay. It was like hanging. Knee? Bone? Ankle. Break? I don't Legs, know exactly ankle. what it was. I just know his foot was facing the wrong way. His yeah. le- his like right leg was like. Yeah. Like players yeah, were running away from him after the play was yeah. over because they were like, oh my God. Yeah, it was not, not pretty. Yeah, no, I didn't uh, I didn't see that. Like I said, they, that's probably why I didn't see any replays either. They weren't yeah. going to show that yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. so. All right, boys. Well, uh, another good week. Another crazy week. Um, and we'll get back on it Thursday for our preview and we'll talk about our picks, which uh, everyone seemed to struggle in this week except for Kevin. So we'll, uh, we'll hit on all that on, uh, on Thursday. Um, boys, as always, enjoyed it and uh, we'll see you soon. See you guys.